Good evening. Lovely spot here by the Billabong. It's a magical place where men can swap our stories. I've been coming here for years. Heard stories from all over this place. Hell, I've been all over the place myself, seen it all. Tonight, I'll start by telling you a story about a man called Harold. He's been all over, fought in the Vietnam War, seen more than a normal man should have seen in his lifetime. But what he saw would change him forever. I wake up with a jump. My heart is beating. I can't catch my breath. Am I back? No. I flop back on my bed. Just a dream. I look down at my coffee, smelling the fresh pot. Still groggy from the memories of the nightmares that are thankfully fading. I look out the window of my office. I've been sleeping here more as of late. I like to be close to the water. Close to the ocean. It calms me. I take in a deep breath of the ocean breeze. Helps clear the head. I've been running a small charter fishing company since I was discharged at the end of the war in 1972. I came here from New Zealand to make a fresh start. I came to the small town of Gladstone where I started a small fishing charter business. And business is going well. My small boat is often filled with men keen to throw over a line after a long day's work. It's around 6am now and the port is still. Always empty on a Sunday around these parts. Must be God's day. <laughs> God. Never saw that bastard in the jungle with bullets and mortars exploding around me. I heard men cry for him but he never answered. Of course he didn't. I walk around my boat, inspecting my old girl. She has a sturdy, strong wooden frame with a fine coat of white paint. I call her Grace. I admit, I talk to her like a wife when I'm alone. I turn over the key and she starts to spit and comes to life. Come on, Grace, my darling. Time to wake up, I say. Yep, it's a lovely morning for a run up the coast. I move slowly out of the river mouth and cruise past the southernmost tip towards the reef, the main tourist spot for the locals with boats. I've spent many nights anchored off the reef under the stars away from the lights of Gladstone. I head out and turn north. I look over the side to see the reef buzzing with life. Yep, lots of fish to be caught. Just last week, I got a barramundi the size of my whole bloody arm. Most of it frozen now. Looks like I'm eating barramundi for a month. I drop and anchor and reach into the glove box for my sunscreen and think back to the day my life changed when I won the lottery. <laughs> the lottery. The bloody Vietnam draft lottery. What a joke. That's what we caught it in the jungle. The bloody lottery. I was caught up and marched to Nam to fight a war for the Yanks. Made some great mates. Lost some mates. That's why I'm here. For the bloody peace and quiet. Thunder. I look around confused. Not a cloud in the sky. 
I turn, looking about, and there, about 200 meters off my stern, is a very small whirlpool that is starting to churn. I stare as a small grey cloud slowly forms, growls and rumbles over the whirlpool. I go to the front of the boat and begin to pull up my anchor, looking at this strange whirling mass. The pool starts to grow and open up. My boat starts to rock back and forth. I, I put my back into it and yank up the anchor. have to get clear of this. I turn the motor over and begin to move away, but I notice that I'm slowly turning sideways backwards into the mouth of the tunnel. I push the lever down and the engine roars, trying to break away. The engine sputters to a halt. It has been. My boat veers backwards and starts to circle the giant funnel. I go round, bumping up and down as I'm pulled down the funnel wall. I lose my grip, come crashing down on the side of the boat, knocking myself out cold. My head is throbbing. I lie there for a moment, rubbing the back of my head. No blood. Good. I look up and a seagull is sat on my steering wheel looking down at me. The seagull is filthy, his fur is covered in black slime, greasy. It squawks as I sit up and flies off. I lean on the side of my boat. Where am I? I look up and the clouds have cleared and the sun is back out. Slowly, I stand and look overboard. I can see a thick, slick of oil all around the water. I spin around, covering my ears, and towering over me is a huge, sleek, black ship with flashing lights and men dressed in black uniforms. I turn off the engine and hold my hands up. I look around and I notice I'm standing under a giant floating platform, like nothing I've ever seen. Sleek and shiny, it's about the size of a building. I look overboard and the pillars go deep into the ocean. I sat in this small room for almost six hours before they came and got me. I hope they haven't damaged my boat, I think to myself. A man walks in. I get a look at his uniform, CEO security. Where am I? Gives me an odd look. Come with me, sir. My boss has questions for you. Why have you kept me here for hours? I haven't broken any laws. Where's my boat? That's moored. Yeah, it's not damaged. She's in exceptional condition for age. Age? She's only two years old. Yeah, right. Come with me, sir. I walk up onto the deck, and the place is busy with men in uniform running about. I start to look around and I can see I'm on some sort of platform, a gigantic oil rig. I make my way up some stairs to the top into a small office. I see one other man sitting with my wallet in his hands and my keys laid out on the table. He puts down his paperwork and looks at me over the Your glasses. name is Harold? Your license says you were born in 1944? Yes, that's right. Where's my bloody boat? 1944, you say. Well, you're the healthiest 80-year-old I've ever seen. What are you on about? The man stands up and walks over to the window. He signals me over. 
I walk to the window and I look down over the structure and I can see my little Grace bobbing away. She looks tiny compared to this place. What is this place? You're on the Adani oil refinery, Harold. Do you know how you got here, Mr. Pinter? I came from Gladstone, just taking you out for a run, getting some fishing. That town has been deserted for years, ever since the nickel plant shut down. Nonsense, I live there. I run a fishing charter service for the town. I often take out blokes from the plant. I was going out for a cruise this morning and I got stuck in a storm. A whirlpool of all bloody things. I had heard of whirlpools sucking down ships in the old seafaring stories, but I thought they were all myths. But there I was, going down the drain. I got knocked out, I think, and and I woke up here. The man has a small screen on his desk that he's turned around. Harold, what can you tell me about this? I look at the screen. It's a very clear image. Great image, I say. Clear. We never had tech like this in Vietnam. I notice the man shoots a look to one of his co-workers. Our cameras caught this ten hours ago. We've never seen anything like it. I turn back to the monitor, and the image is of a clear day over the ocean. Slowly, a cloud starts to form, then quickly, lightning strikes the water several times. The water starts to spin, and the whirlpool develops, then out pops Gracie. It launches out of the whirlpool and bobs up and down. Christ! The manager closes the screen. We were getting ready to drill, and you popped out of the water, Harold. One minute we were all set to go, and then, poof, you appeared. I take a seat and look around the desk. I look over at the monitors, and it has a date in bright green on the screen. First of the 7th, 2020. I look over at the clock on the wall. The same. 2020. I wander off to the window and look about lost in thought. Harold, it's confusing to us. The the, the birth date, your age, the, the boat. This place looks so strange, so different. I look down at the water. Filthy, covered in a slick of oil. I see the paper and look at the date. First of the 7th. 2020. Harold, you know, we don't often see boats just pop out of thin air, Harold. And you see, I'm not willing to put that in the logs. I've got a career to think about. Harold, Harold, are you I listening? I back against the window, and I'm sick on the floor. It's not possible. It can't be. What year is this? 2020, Harold. It's, it's 2020, July. This is some sort of oil rig, isn't it? You ruined... You ruined it all, you stupid bastards! You stupid bastard! I stagger over and lean on the window and look up the coast. I can see them. Far off into the distance, one giant rig after another, with thick black smoke billowing out into the atmosphere. How many are there? How many what? Oil rigs? How many oil rigs have you built up the coast? Uh, We have 20 in production, uh, right up to Townsville, 
We're very proud. The biggest economic boom in Australian history. I look out the window, out along the ocean. The water is slick with oil and murky. Dead fish float in the muck. You've destroyed it. You mad bastards, you've ruined it, you mad bastards! Ruined what, Harold? Everything! The water, the reef, the fishing industry, look, you've killed it! We all look out the window to port, and a small cloud is growing. The cloud swirls and grows, lightning strikes the water and the water begins to spin. The rig starts to groan and moan under the pressure, it shakes the rig and an alarm goes off. The whirlpool moves slowly at first, but it grows deeper and darker. I look at my key on the desk and snatch them off the table as I run for the door. I shove my way past the officer. Before I know it, I'm out the door. The cloud is growing over the whole platform and it's violent and blown. It looks like a hurricane. It's forming directly over the station. I... I run down the stairs and head for Gracie. She's moored and bobbing around like a cork. I jump in and look up. A lightning bolt strikes the rig's platform and the oil ignites. The men run around on fire, jumping off the platforms into the water below. But the smoke is everywhere and that only catches on fire as well. I drive out to the whirlpool, the boat bobbing up and down violently. And like before, it takes me, shakes me about like a rag doll. It takes hold of my boat and tips her over completely. I cling to the wheel as she capsizes and I go down the proverbial drain again. I spit up a lung worth of water and I'm lying on my back. A seagull lands and watches me. I sit up and look up at the little fellow. The sky is clear and the bird looks healthy. Look overboard. The water is clear. I'm back. I turn Gracie over after some time and I come into harbour. Everything looks the same. But I feel different. That day, I made a choice. A choice to join the local council because I had to stop that future from happening. A future where the world was dark and black. Where man's greed had ruined it all. I fought the good fight over the years, changed policy, implemented change, and I made laws. As I approached the second decade in the new millennium, I eased into retirement with the knowledge that my reef was safe. Safe for the future, safe for the kids, and safe from that future. A future where man's greed ruined a wonderful place, a place that is to be enjoyed by all for generations to come. Hi there, and thanks for listening to the episode entitled Off the Coast. The ready play was performed by the very talented Asalamo Tafeti and written by Adrian Barker. Sound production was recorded by Robert Healy. Please come back next time and join us by the Billabong.